jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! Well, here we are once again. Look at us. Gathered around the fire at Stately Gaylord's Manor. So pastoral. We talked about all my upfront business before we started recording. <laughs> which we was just about- that I've been watching Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. <sighs> which I highly recommend if people haven't watched it. It's like a greatest hits. But you you were watching, because it's, it's like Battle of the Network Stars, but Housewives. Right. Right, and so you watched, so the people know, you watched season two, which is the Ex-Wives Club. Yes, I'm about to start season one. Season one has bangs. Season one has lay bangs. Uh, man, God, I love Housewives. (laughs) (laughs) Housewives is... I d- had had anyone warned me? No, not even a warning. But had anyone tried to convey to me what I was unleashing in my life by uh, putting on that very first episode of Beverly Hills Munchausen, that episode, and then and then the gifts that would the the perennial returns. Now we all know the secret. <laughs> Rhymes with peacock. <laughs> AKA my housewife streaming service, and here I am. So. I have to. I love Peacock, um, which I am contractually uh, obliged <laughs> yeah. to say every episode, thanks to the deal that Stacey has made with NBC. But I question the algorithm. Peacock doesn't seem to know that I only care about housewives. It keeps trying to get me to watch all these other stories, and I say, why can't I? Why doesn't it tell me there's a new episode of Salt Lake automatically? I have to look for it. I should I should click that and it should just have queens everywhere and I just pick which queen. Not the case. They need to work on the algorithm. That's my only complaint about our sponsor this episode. I'll never complain about an algorithm. Because I don't like them. <laughs> Whether they're good at uh, telling me what to do or not. Yeah, they're bad. I took the blue pill or whatever. I don't know. Oh, no. (laughs) Or whatever fucking pill. Who cares? I don't know which pill it is. I don't either. Well, no, I think red pill is the ones who see the truth, right? Because that's like an alt-right thing. Oh, is that a red pillar or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Blue pill is a... I'll remain in my ignorant vat of goop or whatever. I don't remember the Matrix. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. <laughs> My vat of goop. Uh, I, you ha- I really have to hand it to ultra conservatives and uh, neocons and borderline libertarians who <laughs> fall, they fall so hard for like progressive or liberal satires or allegories and then use them as their motifs for their politics. <laughs> Like, 100%. Taking, taking a trans allegory and turning it into that. Or or Fight Club or American Psycho. It's like, you guys, 
you guys don't pay attention very well, do you? <laughs> yeah, any irony is completely lost on them. Yeah, I love it. Well, our lifetime journey continues. Lifetime month. Event television pod- podcasting. <laughs> it truly, truly is. Uh, I just, my endorphins, right, are just, I feel like my blood is boiling with joy. <laughs> My brain is, like, the synapses are firing so fast, my brain can't keep up. Uh, but listen, my vat of goo is bubbling. Oh, so God. I, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Nope, I don't like that one. I'll take that back. I don't like that one. That's the least sexy way to talk to when turned on. I want to see the the old um the the VHS tape dating ad from the VHS dating service where ladies my my goose. <laughs> I can't even say it. Well, but anyway. Right. Last week we had Midwest obsession. God. Where Tracy Gold plays uh, a nice gal who gets murdered. This week, we're talking about the 1996 film Face of Evil, starring Tracy Gold as a nice, not nice gal who does the murder in. Yeah. She truly has a face of evil. She truly has a face of evil. She's a killer. She's a killer. She has, actually, she has serious eyebrows of evil in this. Her, the. Yes. The severe 1996-ness of her eyebrows. <laughs> it takes a little getting used to right but they lend themselves you know as she is no longer achille right right yeah. the the i these 1996 severe the severity of these 1996 eyebrows really lend themselves to her newfound status as a killer and to the stink faces that she serves wonderfully in this film oh. Every time someone says something she disagree with, she disagrees with, and she goes, <laughs> she does that little stink face. She mugs her way through this entire movie, oh. and I could not be happier. I love her. I love Tracy Gold so much. Big Tracy Gold stan. Yeah, she's great. She's great. She's fucking great in this movie. This movie is, mm, what a specimen yes. this movie is, right? A, a veritable petri dish of lifetime feels yeah and of um a specimen full of specimens look at all the people that worked on this that's the thing this is like was... this this is perhaps one of this movie i feel for 1996 is one of the few that really kind of harkens back to the made for tv movie of the late 70s early 80s in that it is basically kind of just a horror movie yes this feels yes the most horror and it's also because of the pedigree of so many people who worked on this it's one of the more cinematic feeling made for tv movies absolutely so directed by mary lambert perhaps best known for madonna's like a virgin video yes she invented madonna she invented pet cemetery I mean, come on. One and two people. And she invented Urban Legends Bloody Mary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which we all know is a movie. A perfect movie starring our <laughs> t- tanning salon queen. 
production design? Did you catch that? What the fuck? What the fuck? Production design by Alfred Soule. The noted out gay director of Alice Sweet Alice? What? Like, this, there's two horror legends right there. <laughs> Just, like, as crew. <laughs> and then you have Tracy Gold, as we said, but her co-star in this is a young Shawnee Smith. Oh, my God. Who, honestly, Love she's also Shawnee got the 96 Smith. vibes all over this. <laughs> Shawnee Smith, of course, for the uneducated, star of The Blob. Uh, and and w- would eventually go on to become a horror, legendary horror killer in her own right as Jigsaw, the, the second Jigsaw. I think I think my first encounter with her and where she co-starred with one one Dairy Princess, Courtney Thorne Smith, was a great movie. Uh, a great movie that I think I don't know if it's a cult movie. I don't know. Summer School. Oh, I still need to see that. Oh, I fucking love Summer School. That's Shawnee Smith and Courtney Thorne Smith? Yes. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. This movie, I first encountered this movie. It was a blind buy, I guess you could say, an impulse purchase on DVD at the grocery store. What? Okay. This is a grocery store movie. This is a grocery store DVD. I've always wondered who buys the grocery store movies. Stacey Bonder does. I love her. Yeah. Oh, I every time there's a DVD. I bought Salem's Lot at the grocery store. Oh, how there. could you not? Like, you know, anytime there's a DVD kiosk, they're, they're getting really rare these days. Yeah, it's sad. But whenever there's the DVD kiosk, I am going to browse and I'll probably go home with something. Well, and the kids don't know in the day that you used to rent your videos from the grocery store. You had the option at the very least. And it was a sacred place. You could browse. Like, I could wander off and browse the movies and be terrified by the VHS tape covers while my mother was checking out. And and then that evolved into the stand near the grocery stand. And now, yeah, now it's next to gone. So sad. I mean, sure, I have Peacock now, but I've lost something as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> So anyway, but the the cover had Tracy Gold and Shawnee Smith, and I was just like, are you kidding me? What is this holy grail I have found? I was screaming in the grocery store. And then I took it home and watched it, and I screamed again. Yeah. I mean, that first scene with Tracy Gold just sitting there uh, getting a cat to eat a bird. Yeah, she's trying to orchestrate bird murder. <laughs> Much to the horror of a sweet little ginger girl. She's trying to get the cat to eat the bird. And the little girl's like, what are you doing? Didn't you see that cat? And she's like, who did you think I was trying to feed? Yeah. <laughs> like, she doesn't care if you're five. She'll fucking tell you. I was going to fucking murder that bird. This is out the gate. Out the gate, people. That's the very first thing that happens in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> you, you you have all the information you need. She is terrible, unapologetic, murderous, terrifying eyebrows. <laughs> terrifying eyebrows. So, I got to get used to those, and you will. Don't worry. <laughs> she is a sociopath with the heart of an artist. Oh, she's a feminist painter. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all she wants. Move over, Georgia O'Keefe. Okay. 
<laughs> she wants to be a painter. To paint, you have to live in New York, obviously. Everyone knows. So she is taking advantage of this low-rent dude. She's convinced him that she wants to marry him and everything. And then, like, the night before the wedding, she takes all her paintings, even the one that she painted just for him. She takes all her paintings. She takes jewelry. She takes money. And she's like, I'm out. I'm going to New York because I'm going to paint. Bye. <laughs> she sneaks out in the middle of the night. And I love that she, like, packs all her stuff and gets everything gathered in the nude. Yes. You know? She can't be held back. She says that time and again throughout the movie. No one's going to tell me what to do. I can't be held back. And this also applies to clothes. Yeah, fabrics. Don't yeah. <laughs> don't try to tell me what to do. So she wants to go to New York. She's in Chicago. She goes to the airport. And this was the days where you had to, like call for a, an airline ticket isn't it crazy how much travel has changed since this movie like there's so much about this movie that is so out of date just the airport sequence alone was dizzying for me to wrap my brain around from like you can check that bag at the gate you don't have to show your id yeah just like whatever do you want an aisle or a window seat like, yeah. well, you've already bought your ticket and you're about to get on the plane and they're like, do you want the aisle or the window? Like, what is this free-for-all? Insanity. You could wear a shoe. You... <laughs> so she doesn't have the money to fly because she was quoted the wrong price or some shit on the phone. So it's like, what is she going to do? She has to get to New York. And she comes across this hayseed musician who's on her way to college in New Hampshire, uh, has a sad tale. You know, parents, she doesn't get along, whatever. She's ready to get out of her farmland. And like Cheryl, the Dairy Princess, would hate this girl. She's ready to get out of her farmland and go to college. <laughs> she said goodbye to the cow. Yeah. And so Tracy Gold is like, hmm, perhaps a little murder <laughs> is in order. So she like follows this girl to the bathroom, tries to steal her stuff so she'll have the money to to buy her plane ticket. There's a tussle. The hayseed ends up dead. What else is Tracy Gold to do except to dispose of all the hayseed's belongings, stuff the hayseed into a suitcase, and assume her identity and board the plane for New Hampshire? Which she literally does. Like she she kills her. A, janit a janitorial a custodian comes up to the thing and he says, hey, is there anybody in there? She says, one minute. And then in that time, <laughs> cleans up the murder scene, throws away everything in the suitcase, stuffs her in the suitcase, and leaves. It's incredible. <laughs> she works fast. Goes to the gate, checks the dead body in the <laughs> her, her luggage. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm like, they didn't, they weren't, wait, they didn't charge her because it was over 50 pounds. What, how different it was to fly back then. Can you imagine the freedom? She takes, now that she has the violin and her art thing, her art, her, her little tube of her art and her bag, she has like three carry-ons. And then she just goes on there. She's literally just, <laughs> she wanted to get to New York fast and cheap. So she had to kill someone. It's amazing. She has art to do. <laughs> okay? 
So she lands in New Hampshire and her uh, goal is to just get on a bus or something and go to New York. But unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, I guess, she is met at the fucking gate by uh, Janelle, played by Shawnee Smith, who's like, I'm your new roommate. And honestly, if my new roommate met me at the gate, I would be squidged. Be like, "Eh, this is too much. It's crazy town. And she's like, I recognized you by your violin case. It's like... (laughs) You just see a person with a violin case and you assume that's your future roommate and you're suddenly grabbing their bo- their their baggage claim ticket out of their pocket and all this shit. Yeah. So Tracy Gold, who is now Brienne, because that's the girl she killed and is in the suitcase, is like, all right, fine, I'll go with you. And so they go to to the college in New Hampshire, Winton College. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, it becomes one of my favorite things, which is, like, Tracy Gold trying to keep the scheme from falling apart. And I love that device in movies where it's, like, they have some kind of a secret, usually a dead body, but sometimes it's just an identity thing or whatever. And they have to, like, keep killing people and keep telling lies and all of this. (laughs) And they're always almost caught and they have to come up with an explanation for something. And... That's what this movie becomes. Yes. For a bulk of its time. It's like, she decides she's not going to go to New York because the school has an art program. And so she can just stay there and paint. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, okay. But you know this jig has to be up at some point. Because <laughs> I like college tuition. Yeah, she has a scholarship for now, but it's like, there's going to be another term. Also, like, wasn't, wasn't, Brienne admitted on like maybe some kind of musical scholarship I would assume right yes and and she immediately like smashes her pinky in a door so that she can't play the violin but also can paint (laughs) (laughs) and then has all of her classes change changes all of her classes through an incredible means it's and so it's just like what is she gonna do now Uh uh-oh is this person gonna find out the truth how is she gonna fix it like she finally takes the suitcase with uh brianne's body and it's like one of those things where it's like in the movie you know you watch it unfold in the movie but then you step outside of the movie and you think about the people who are affected like i wrote a reward column once about crazy ralph's wife we never see the wife we don't know the wife all of this but there's an uh an offhand comment in the first film that crazy ralph has a wife and you think about the wife sitting at home waiting for crazy ralph to come home and like have dinner it was a very thoughtful piece that you wrote oh thank you i was i found it quite affecting actually Like, all of these characters, like, you know, you think about slasher movies in particular, where it's a high body count and all of this. Like, presumably, there is someone who loves that person. And so there's a a great movie that I constantly am recommending to everybody uh, called The Dead Girl, which is a drama with an unbelievable fucking cast of women. The most stacked cast of all time. It really is. It's... Great little independent movie. Brittany Murphy, fucking uh, Carrie Washington, Tony Collette, Piper Laurie, uh, Mary Beth Hurt. Uh, like, I could just go on Rose Byrne. Like, the, the cast is fucking incredible. And it's basically about, it's like kind of, it's not quite an anthology, but it's a lot of intersecting stories. Mm. And basically, at the beginning of the movie, this girl's 
body, this young woman, her dead body is found in a field. And it looks at the ways that affects a bunch of different women, a bunch of different people who are connected to her somehow, but not really. Like the girl's own family and uh, the person who finds the body. How does this affect them? Yeah. And um, the, you know, the person who killed the girl. Like what about the people who know that person? And so it just spirals out and you realize like the kind of ripple effects that it yeah. has. And so anyway, my point is, I thought about it when, <laughs> when new Brienne wheels the suitcase with old Brienne in it and dumps it at a construction site into like a foundation column that is presumably going to be filled with cement. And you just think like when you're watching it, you're like, oh my God, Tracy Gold has like a crime beanie that she puts on. Like Cheryl, the dairy princess had her rhythm nation murder outfit. Yes. Every time. A uh, crime beanie. <laughs> yeah. Every time Tracy Gold's going to do some crime, she puts on her crime beanie. And so she's got her crime beanie, it's the middle of the night, and she wheels it, and you're like, oh my god, what is Tracy Gold doing? But then you think about Brienne's family, who is never going to know what happened to their daughter. No, they won't have anyone to bury. They will have no closure. Have a perpetual question mark. This young woman who was off to college, talented enough to get a music scholarship, her life ends, she is stuffed in a suitcase, put in the ground, and no one will ever know. Killed by a toilet? So, it's the folly of life, I suppose. Wow. Anyway. Well, that makes me feel like a terrible person because I didn't think of any of this as we were watching it. I was just rooting so hard for Tracy Gold. Oh, well, of course. That's what I mean. It's like when you're watching it and you're wrapped up in it. It's like, this is great. Yeah, oh my God, this person got their head cut off or whatever. Because... But I'm like, look at this, look at this queen who like first scene in the movie, you know, she's like, oh, I'm putting all my paintings into storage. And the boyfriend's like, oh, but not the painting that you painted for me. I love, I get to do whatever I want with it or whatever. And she's like, oh, I don't need painting anymore. I only need to marry you. And I'm like, what the hell am I signing up for? What are we about to watch? Next thing I know, she's cutting his painting out of the frame he made for it. She's, she's running off in the night. And I'm like, oh. She's a feminist painter. She, like, that's the thing, is she's really great. It's just, <laughs> unfortunately, she's also a murderous sociopath. Well, and, yes, both can be true, right? And right. Shawnee Smith, who is allegedly the protagonist of the film, because she's going, she is, ex she is being gaslit, and she is exposing the injustices and the crimes at hand. I was like... Oh God, I would kill her too. I would try to kill her too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. That's why I love this kind of like story device, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, this person saw me. Uh, and it's so made for TV slash yes. thriller. It's like something like the hand that rocks the cradle. Like, you know, Julianne yes. Moore is going to get killed. You don't know she's going to get killed with a greenhouse. <laughs> 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 But you know she's gonna get killed because there's always like the best friend who knows too much. They find out the secret and then the killer kills them. Yeah, they you have know? to die. Yeah. And so when that is kind of amplified because there's the central scheme that they have to keep going, and it's like, you know, this person has to get killed, she has to lie to this person. The poor guidance counselor, whatever you want to call oh, her. Oh my god. Dude! That was metal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
So Brienne, the old Brienne, had a face-to-face meeting with her advisor. I guess it's not a guidance counselor. Her advisor for the upcoming year. They had a face-to-face meeting before the school year started. And uh, now it's time for them to meet again. And so this is a problem for Tracy Gold because she doesn't look anything like the old Brienne. And so she notices the advisor using eye drops. They're like her crack. Yeah, she has real dry eyes. Chronic. (laughs) Dry eyes. And so Tracy Gold is like, hmm, where's my crime beanie? (laughs) She fucking gets out that crime beanie, puts it on, fills uh, an eyedropper with sulfuric acid. Oh my god. And because this is a made-for-TV movie and not a gross horror movie, we don't see it happen. But because it's Mary Lambert, yeah, the tension is there anyway as the woman, like, oh, rubs her eyes. Tracy oh. Gold is outside drawing because, you know, she's an artist, like we said. <laughs> and the woman's, like, rubbing her eyes. and Oh, where's my eye drops? Oh, my, my, my. And it's, like, all these shots. And you're, like, she's not going to do it. Somebody has to stop her, right? And like then there's like the close up of the eye and the close up of the dropper with the drop like dripping out real slow. <laughs> and then we cut outside and you just hear woman just like knocking everything over in her office in the background. Yeah, way in the background behind Tracy Gold, you see the advisor like flailing around oh her office. God. Because she just squirted sulfuric acid in her own eye. Holy shit! We're later told that she suffered brain damage because the acid ate through her eye into her brain. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucked up! This is made for TV, guys! You're right, it was... Props to Mary Lambert, a true master of horror and horror queen... Uh, for making something so disturbing on made and made for TV. Yeah, when there's nothing graphic, like no. all of the violence in this, the most you see is like like Brienne when they have the tussle in the bathroom. Brienne falls and hits her head on the toilet, and that's how she dies. And you see the like small pool of blood behind her head. Yeah, that's the only kind of gore in this at all. Yeah. But there's a plenty of murder, and it's like, that's what always separates these. That's what, like, Home for the Holidays is a fucking slasher movie. Yes. But you don't see the violence. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I love these movies so much, is because it's like, they're the next, they're the same thing, but with, like, just a, a slice of cheese on top. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. If this was a theatrical release, I don't know. There'd be violence, but also it wouldn't, like, Tracy Gold would not be doing so much eyebrow acting. Because <laughs> she literally, every, like, she just mugs. She just is mugging and sneering and making faces. And it's just like, whatever. I mean, you can't tell me what to do. You know? Oh, God, it's so great. Mary Lambert was like, God, we, we don't, can't use any gore. Okay, Tracy, wh- wh- let me see what you can do with your eyebrows. <laughs> We gotta keep them thrilled somehow. Yeah. <laughs> gotta build up that suspense. Yeah. Eyebrows. So those are the lengths she will go to to keep her scheme going. Because you know what? She just wants to paint, okay? <laughs> That's it. Isn't this really a big statement about, you know, the the treatment of the arts? Okay. 
I know we're being facetious. But also not. <laughs> but also there was, like, it's kind of like in Beetlejuice how I really connected with Delia Dietz as a young child. And I think people watch that movie and I think Delia is supposed to be the, the t- uh, you know, she's kind of the joke for many viewers. But for me, I'm like, but I, I genuinely love her as an artist. And I cry when I see she gets an Art in America cover. And in this... Like her just wanting to make art, all the 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 scheming and plotting and and yes, homicide that goes into it. <laughs> but there's at the end when like I mean she gets she gets embroiled in Shawnee Smith's life. She starts dating her father. <laughs> she like show like he's like taking a shower and then she just walks into the bathroom and is like all over him. And she's like, I'm gonna cut your hair like Samson and Delilah. <laughs> like starts just chopping his hair off and Shawnee Smith is just standing there like. Like, in horror, watching her next-to-naked father have his hair cut by her roommate. Oh, <laughs> God. so weird. She ends up, like, kind of, she, like, gets, even after Shawnee Smith exposes the grift and uncovers all of this stuff, she gets kicked out of college. He takes her in. <laughs> like, it's, it gives her a painting studio, buys an entire art store full of supplies for her. So she's, like, deep in all of this. One day she tries killing... I mean, she just, you know, just tries killing Shawnee Smith with a pair of scissors. <laughs> Dad comes running in. It's the big finale. There's red paint all over both of them. And who who had the scissors is a big question mark. Shawnee Smith, like, exposes her. And she's like, you're a liar and you killed everybody and you're going to keep killing people. And I don't even think you know that you're lying. And then Tracy Gold says, I am an artist and you tried to set limits on who I could be, and I don't let anyone do that. And I was like, I'm writing that down. It's going on my my secret board. Right? Like this is like this is right there next to Delia Deed saying this is my art and it is dangerous. I'm like, you are a this is this woman this woman is Marina Bromovic. Like give her give her a, a show in the Whitney. Like, I love her. <laughs> That's the thing, it's like we don't get characters like this very often yeah especially women characters where it's like although like she's sleeping with the dad i don't think she's even attracted to him it's like what can she get he's super wealthy and his wife paid for the art wing at the school his Mm -hmm. his dead wife you know and so she's just using him like she used the the guy at the beginning yeah He's a patron of the arts. He got a lot of important New York people to look at her work, got her an exhibition, got her featured in a magazine. And it's interesting also that like his character in a way is like the kind of character that we usually see uh, are usually women in these movies. He literally says, I can change her. That's such a like a thing that women say about the bad boy. I can change him. Yep. And yet here we have this dude saying it about this young woman because he fell for her art faggotry. Yeah. Like, she's a fucking art fag. Yeah, absolutely. And she's also a murderer. (laughs) (laughs) She she taught me how to rethink artist statements. um, And, like, you know, how to, my, uh, how I want to... um, practice my ownness over my own artwork and how I want to be non-apologetic in what I want to make. Right. There's a scene she's showing him. He wants to see her art. So she takes him and she's showing him all of her paintings, her feminist paintings. And she says, 
<laughs> when I paint, I deal with images outside my rational control. <laughs> and he's like, wow. I mean, where do these images come from? Look at this. A woman crammed in a box. And it's supposed to be, you know, just Brienne and the luggage. But she goes, I don't know. And I don't care. <laughs> And how nice that for once the person with the money is like dazzled and okay with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it could be the eyebrows too. It could have been the eyebrows. They are bewitching. <laughs> and threatening. And very threatening. Just go along with what they say. Yeah, it's the sneer. But honestly, I mean, while also it is funny, there is a part of me that genuinely was moved by this depiction of an artist. <laughs> I do kind of mean that sincerely. Yeah. I think that's okay. Yeah. It's very 90s. Yes. It's very 90s where it's like the corporate, fuck the corporate world. I'm going to be an artist. You're not going to tell me what to do. Uh, I'm going to live my life and in a filthy warehouse with whatever, blah, 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 blah. You know, like it yeah. just, it feels like it's it's very a 90s mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just like Rent. I mean, I, I hate rent, but like, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of starving artists who are like, we're not going to pay our rent. Look at, look at this other form of artistic protest that Tracy Gold is enacting in her daily life. That's right. It's a performance piece. She's performing multiple identities. She's questioning who we are. She can write like mm -hmm. her, uh, her, <laughs> the psych class. <laughs> oh Yeah. Where they're supposed to do a case study on abnormality or abnormal people, you know, like, so somebody wrote about, what did they say, Catherine the Great or something, I don't know. But then there's one student who didn't do the assignment the way it was supposed to be done. And that, of course, is Tracy Gold, who then re is asked to read her piece out loud. And it's that we as the audience know it's about herself. I love the first thing she says is, am I in trouble? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, just read it. She does. Like, yeah. They didn't know what was wrong with the little girl. They didn't know why the pets were going missing. What would happen next? <laughs> it's like, okay, what could you, what could you turn in to your teacher to make it very apparent that you are a murderer? <laughs> Well, because then it's like the whole narrative is like the girl. No one knew about the girl. And then at the end, she's like, I. Like she switches to first person. It's like, whoa, man. Yeah. She's an artist. Yeah. Wow. She really makes you think. Yeah. And he, even the teacher says, well, that's an A for creativity. I don't understand how this grading works. An A for creativity, but an F for the assignment. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least he can appreciate that she does have power as a storyteller. That's right. So she's an icon. I say, uh, you know, <laughs> Valerie Solanas, hey. Marina Abramovic, Frida Kahlo, and then uh, Darcy Brienne Barbara. Darcy Brienne Barbara Agatha. Real name is, yeah. Tracy Gold. Tracy Gold. And Tracy Gold. Specifically in the 1996 film Face of Evil. Thank you. <laughs> You're absolutely right. She is a scum queen. I love her. Oh, yeah. Uh... Why am I falling so hard for these terrible women? I love Dairy Princess. I love Betty Broderick. And now I love Agatha Betsy Betty. <laughs> <Brienne>. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, Darcy. could you not see her if she were a little less sociopathic? Murderous. I think she also never found anybody she could bond with. She never found a fellow art fag. 
No, she needed some collaborators. Yeah. Even just to that, like, we're on her level art-wise, you know yeah. what I mean? But my point is, like, she could be a gorilla girl and really fuck shit up. Because she would actually, she wouldn't just be, like, protesting. She would be killing people. Absolutely. Talk <laughs> about the 90s. I mean, yeah. I was, this, I'm, and, well, and this is the question. I'm like, well, what is the role of the artist in, this, in society? Isn't the role of the artist to make us question society and to some degree destabilize it? Or at least our ideas of its norms and expectations and the things that we, that just go unquestioned. So is she not, would, are acts of murder like valerie solana's <laughs> attempting to murder andy warhol and i mean it took her 20 years but she did ultimately kill him is that not an act a work of art it's a dangerous question i ask but but it does bring, yes she should be a gorilla girl absolutely ceci n'est pas une murder <laughs> I just love killer artists in movies. Yeah. And look, she'll probably kill again. Given the ending of this movie. I love that it was open-ended. Where she basically talks her way out of it, kind of, in the cop car as they're hauling her away. She's like, they're going to be mean to me. And they're going to lie and say I did it. What should I do? And the cop is like, you'll be all right. (laughs) Like, I'll take (laughs) off your handcuffs for you. So I assume she's going to, like, like if we got a sequel, it would start with, like, the cop car in a ditch. Yes. With the door open. Orphan first kill. Yeah, and Darcy, Brienne, Barbara, Agatha is gone. <laughs> no one knows where she is. But, oh, there was a mysterious gallery show. <laughs> <laughs> with clues towards the murder. Yeah. I mean, we can make a sequel. Face of Evil 2 please mary lambert if she yes. can make pet cemetery too she can make face of evil too for real i thought about it i was like she'd probably be fine in jail as long as they let her have art supplies oh yeah she'd probably be happy she'd actually probably get out for good behavior because she would end up like teaching an art class and really expressing herself and working through some trauma maybe and she wouldn't have a lot of opportunities to like impersonate people because everyone knows who you are in prison yeah <laughs> yeah even her, I like, because they, they really briefly touch on her origin story at the very end of the film when they trace back all the lies, right? And then, Yeah, when we get her whole life story in like 15 seconds. Yeah, in 15 seconds. And then it all traces back to a poor farm girl that disappeared after uh, her parent, the parents burnt, were burnt alive in a fire. And I'm like, yeah. I just am rooting for her. <laughs> I just <laughs> love her and her life story. Look at the work she does. Support the arts, people. And then people won't have to resort to murder. That's the statement, right? Mm-hmm. Support the arts. Let the girl be an artist if she wants to. Fund artists directly. Right. And then we don't have to come up with these schemes and get murder people. Fund the arts directly. Thank you. So there you go. Look for it on DVD at your local grocery store. <laughs> it's still available. Probably still available. Or it's streaming. It's on Prime. I I didn't even have to rent it. It said included with Prime, and I said, "Are you kidding me?" That's right. I hit I hit play. That's all the work I had to do. So that's all the work you'll have to do too. Besides planning for your Prime subscription, right? It could be on Tubi too. I don't know. It could be, but check it out. If you, I mean, 
primetime Tracy Gold, Shawnee Smith, and it's a Mary Lambert movie. It's a Mary Lambert movie and Alfred Soule, once again, production designer. So that also means it's queer horror. There you go. Thank you very much. Thank you. I love Face of Evil. Um, thank you, Stacy, for continuing to bring joy into my life with Lifetime Month. With all of this said, are you ready to place your eyebrows on the chopping block? <laughs> yes. Please. <laughs> Just the eyebrows. <laughs> Just the eyebrows. They're pencil thin. They're like two little John Waters mustaches. <laughs> Right? Oh, God, the 90s. <laughs> the Chopping Block. It's our question and answer game here on Gay Lords of Darkness, in which Stacy and I come up with three categories of horror movie, most of the time, trivia. And we present each other with our three categories. What the other one chooses one category, the category of our liking, uh, then presents to us as our heads. Are, anytime, anytime I try to shake it up, yep, it just it's the train derails. The the it's people are screaming. Uh, Olivia de Havilland is covered in peace <laughs> every time, every time. Uh, so we, we place our heads on the block. We get subjected to five questions of trivia that we have chosen. Uh, we have 10 seconds to answer each individual question. Unless one of us calls out, I want the wig. In which case, Shawnee Smith's cropped haircut and Tracy Gold's eyebrows both appear on your head. Whoa. It's far too powerful. <laughs> yeah. You're a human Doc Martin. Uh, <laughs> confuses our non-binary executioner the heads they and earns you an additional 10 seconds only to answer that one question um if you get anything wrong you are dead you're in trapped in luggage you no one <laughs> no one knows what will happen to you and oh. your family mourns um if you win congratulations you're, you're gonna make art another day yay yeah i asked you second last time i think so does that mean you'll ask me first this time i believe it does i love it now last week don't speak about this (laughs) (laughs) i'm still so much so much shame you should i should courtney love screamed at me from the mtv from the from my interview with kurt loader i'm so upset (laughs) I was going to say, I used to see you wearing that t-shirt that said, I love whole. And now I think it might mean something else. (laughs) (laughs) It does. It's about donuts. Oh, okay. Perfect. Um, Well, I know that I said last week that I wasn't going to have any new categories, but it turns out that was a lie. I have one new category. Two old categories. Okay. Okay. So your new category, I don't know, this one's not a very good category, so I probably should have just had three old ones. But anyway, (laughs) there, but for the grace of Cheryl and Darcy, Brianna, Barbara, whatever, go I. (laughs) (laughs) This is all about horror movie sequels. The, The title means very little with the category it's my first question yeah yeah uh this is all about horror movie sequels that came out in either 1996 when phase of evil came out or 1995 when oh. Midwest obsession came out 
So I give you the title and you tell me if it was 1996 or 1995. Oh my God. There were that many horror movie sequels in 95 and 96? Indeed there were. Oh my God. Old category number one. Not that old. It's from last week. I want my made for TV. Uh, which is all about made for TV horror movies. <laughs> one of these questions has uh you will have the opportunity to earn a relic that will grant you bonus time on a future chopping block right and your third recently old category also from last week is evil woman all about movies where the woman is doing the killing i give you a line of dialogue from the movie you give me the name of the movie the dialogue is not necessarily from the woman who does the killing it's just from the movie where a woman is the killer. Oh. Ooh. All right. So there before the grace of Cheryl and Darcy, Brianna, Barbara, whatever, go I. <laughs> I want my made for TV and evil a woman. Oh, this is really hard. Yeah. Oh, I'm so curious about those sequels, but I love an evil woman. <laughs> oh, it's between two. Okay. I have to make my, my choice like right now. Um, uh, sequels. They're put Sequel. for the grace of Cheryl, Barbara, Betsy, Mae, Marlene, Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. His her name is my name too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so this one I'm just looking for 1996 or 1995. Oh wow! What year did the movie come out? The movie sequel number one, Amityville Dollhouse. Fuck. Um. Um, I'm I'm gonna say 1995. Oh, no. <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. To leave. <laughs> I have to leave. Well, it was clearly just a 50 50 shot because you didn't know it. So you took a guess. You just guessed wrongly. See, I should have taken into account that these are sequels that I might not be as familiar with if I can't think of a single sequel that came out in that decade. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, I would like to issue a formal form formal apology mm. to you mm. <laughs> for my abject <laughs> failure. My in what is a string of abject failures. Well, that's okay. Oh, you don't have to apologize. This is the nature of the block. When was the yes, but when was the last time I made it past the first question? <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks. <laughs> That's okay. Perhaps I learned a lesson. Don't go back on my uh, promises. I promised not to make any new categories. And yet I did. And look at me. <laughs> Is there something in my subconscious that like, just wants to troll that? I wouldn't and doubt it. I intentionally fail <laughs> to punish you for trying. 
We'll have to look at. Well, I am so sorry again. the The conscious part of me is actively sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry you're dead. Uh, thank you. It hurt, but I I also apologize to the listeners. Um, <laughs> well, yes, we both owe them infinite apologies for infinite. sundry uh, reasons over the years. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, um, okay. Uh, my corpse is actively cleaning off the block. Oh, thank you. The blood splattered block. Um, uh, and I also, I too have two old categories and one new category to present to you. Mm. Returning from last week, there is another one all about made for TV horror films. Hey! Called Just Hot Enough for TV. Uh, these I'm looking for different things, but it's all about made for TV horror films. Imagine that. Oh. Your other returning category, this is a somewhat old new one, is Wistful Glances Down Hallways. This is all about gay girls in boarding schools, except it's not actually about the girls. I, I tell you the school or the institution that sets the scene for the wistful glances that happen therein, and you name the movie. Does that make sense? It does. Sounds scary, though. It is scary. Uh, And your new category is Gold and Friends, which is all about queens that co-star in Tracy Gold's made-for-TV filmography. (gasps) I'm sorry. (sighs) Tracy Gold's extensive made-for-TV filmography. There's only five questions here, but trust, I could have had like 157 questions. Yeah, man, she did the work. She did the goddamn work. So your categories are Just Hot Enough for TV, Wistful Glances Down Hallways, or Gold and Friends. Oh, I don't know that I feel confident, but I feel like I gotta go Gold and Friends in honor of my queen. Hell yes, you do. And the queens therein. I think, I don't know. I think, I think one Stacy Ponder's knowledge will help her, guide her through this uh, dark and sundry tunnel of curiosities. Okay, you ready for this? Yes. Golden friends. So I'm typically, in this I'm, I'm looking for an actress. Okay. Uh, number one. In 1996, Tracy Gold starred in to face her past with what <laughs> former child actor and star of Amityville 4, The Evil Escapes? Patty Duke? Ding, 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 ding! Whoa! Never seen that. Well, same year as Face of Evil. You, that wasn't next to it in the grocery store? It, unfortunately, no. If you saw Tracy Gold and Patty Duke on a DVD cover, we know you'd buy it in a heartbeat. Are you kidding? It would have caught on fire because I would have <laughs> grabbed it so quickly to put it in my cart. <laughs> the friction. Oh, woman bursts into flames. Saint, Saint mods herself over it. And made the yeah. Number two. Growing Pains and Who's the Boss collide in 1995's Lady Killer, featuring Tracy Gold playing the daughter to this sitcom mother. Judith Light. D- ding, 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 ding. <sighs> wow, I gotta see that too. You gotta see, Stacy. all of these, all of these, these are just, these are just subtle nudges that we could continue Lifetime Month forever. Oh my God, <laughs> yes. Okay, next up. 
1998's The Girl Next Door, Tracy Gold visits a police psychologist best known for Cagney and Lacey and Queer as Folk. Who is she? Sharon Glass. Ding, 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 ding! Oh my god! Well, these are good clues. Number four. Well, and you are a detective, so. That's true. My mag, I'm a magnifying glass out. (laughs) Number four. Satanic Panic and Charlie's Angels collide in 1996's A Kidnapping in the Family, co-starring this actress, who was also known as Sabrina Duncan. Kate Jackson. Ding, 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 ding. Good job. (laughs) Okay, for all the not money, number five. After <laughs> I love made for TV. Number five. After her baby is stolen by a prostitute in 2000's <laughs> Stolen from the Heart, heart problems ensue. Heart problems ensue for Tracy Gold's character's mother, played by what star of The Rockford Files and Touched by an Angel? Oh shit. Touched by an angel. I want the wig. Or eyebrows. Uh. Uh. Oh. Um. Oh. Oh. Oh! Hair! She had the long hair! Uh. Touched by an angel. Shit! Fuck! Fuck! Shit! Fuck! <laughs> God damn it! I can... Unless it's Della Reese. But no, that wouldn't make sense because Della Reese is black and probably wouldn't be Tracy Gold's mother. You have to think more of the Rockford Files. I know. It's the other Touched by an Angel. Is it? The star of Touched by an Angel? No, I don't think it's who you're thinking. I've misled you. Oh. But she was on it for two years. Oh. Uh, James Garner. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. James Garner, star of Touched by an Angel, played Tracy Gold's mother in Soul of the Heart. You know what? It was a progressive casting choice. It was. It was. It led the way for, um, like, Hamilton casting. No, this was uh, Barbara Mandrell. Oh, shit. Was the answer we were looking for. Barbara Mandrell. Now, if I said, this is something that I debated with myself, was I thought Touched by an Angel might make you think Roma Downey. Roma Downey, that's who I was thinking. Because the hair. You said the hair. I wouldn't think Barbara Mandrell for Touched by an Angel. Because she has the long hair and she says, I'm an angel sent by God. Right. But if I had said The Rockford Files and Scarecrow and Mrs. King, would that have got you? I don't think so. I think it probably, I only would have responded to country music sibling. So you have a Barbara Mandrell blind spot. To her acting, yes. Yeah. What if I had said the star of the Rockford Files in Baywatch? I honestly, the only, here's what I think of when I think of Barbara Mandrell. I think of the Mandrell sisters. And also I think of, you know, I went to Mount Holyoke. I don't know if I've ever told you. But there's these dormitories, North and South Mandel. You used to call them the Mandrell sisters. (laughs) The two dorms. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. So... I live in the Mandrells. That's amazing. At your gay women's college. At the gay, the lesbian <laughs> university. And she lives in the Mandrell sister dorms. That's right. That's amazing. Well, Stacy, you have t- you have passed. You have moved forward into a new phase of existence in the afterlife. But I think you did an 
absolutely noble effort. And I think I I tr I run all these questions by Jason before. He didn't get a single one. And usually he's five really? for five. Mm -hmm. I think I think even though you ultimately departed this plane, you <laughs> gave a wonderful showing. Thank you. And honored some true queens. That is true. Yes. Well, if Barbara Mandrell, I don't think I would have gotten any of her acting credits. Damn. I was doomed from the start. Well, Roma Downey. Now I'll never forget her name, though. <laughs> See? So it's not a total loss, right? Now it's etched in. So next time I need another Touched by an Angel crossover horror-related trivia question <laughs> without adjacent, I'll just summon Roma Downey. There you go. Thank you. Yes. And then I'll say, oh, I always, my urge is to call her Roma Downey Jr. Because of Morton Downey Jr. Remember that talk right. show host? So. Right. Yep. So it's hard for me not to tack on a junior with her name. And you'll say, that's a terrible story. I'll say, I know, but <laughs> I told it. That's your Roma Downey Jr. story. That's right. <laughs> See? <laughs> it flows. It really does. Now I'm going to think it every time. God damn it. Yep. I do also love the alternate universe where Tracy Gold's mom is played by Della Reese or James Carter. Isn't it so funny how it's called Stolen from the Heart because the baby gets stolen by the prostitute? Yeah, that's not where it, babies come out, though. And then it, No, but then it causes heart problems for the mom. Right. Did it? Stolen from the Heart. It's made for TV. This is, like, what I want to do. It's so... It's beautiful. It's a beautiful place. It really is. It really is. Well, not a beautiful place is uh, the area around the chopping block. It's... It's disgusting. New blood, old blood. It's just blood everywhere. Uh, <laughs> disgusting. Uh, it's all right. As we learned from Tracy Gold in the 1996 made-for-television movie Face of Evil, just put some paper towels on it. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, just wad up all the paper towels <laughs> while also <laughs> stuffing a body into a bag while also emptying the entire contents of luggage into a trash can mm -hmm. in one second. She is every woman. Yeah. See, that was an installation art piece. That's right. She's an artist. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, perhaps we'll be back next week. Perhaps we won't. We'll find out. We'll find out. And so will the listeners. But I think it's safe to say Lifetime might be back. Oh, yeah. Even if we're not here next week, Lifetime will probably resume on the other side of it because, my God, we're living. They're so good. So until then, uh, you can find old episodes etc etc on our website gaylordsofdarkness.com we have a twitter and uh, an instagram and that's it sayonara everybody um, that's that's not korean or russian that's, that's right i'm a whole united i'm like the united colors of benetton over here <laughs> she's a regular united nations that's right mm. okay bye Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, oh, oh my, my god. god! Oh, oh my, my god. god! Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Darkness! Ha, ha, ha.